Jesus. Thing is, I'm fourth generation preacher, pastor. My boy, who I talked to last night, uh, he's 27, oldest boy. He's a big old man, bigger, he's a little bit bigger than I am. And uh, he's a good boy, he hates the devil. If he didn't hate the devil, I, I wouldn't reckon he was a man. what kind of preaching y'all used to over here in the Ozark Mountains. But I know the kind I preach, and that's the kind that hates the devil, gets people healed and saved, and so that's what we're going to do. All right. Holy Ghost. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Been down there working with Indians for the most part of y'all's lives. And uh, I'm not coming back. In Jesus' name, God won't ask me to do that. So let me stay with my people. We're working with 21 tribes now. I speak a few of their languages. Spanish, I'm learning now French and German and uh, Portuguese now. God's opened us up into all these other countries that speak those languages, so I've got to have it. And so we're doing real well. Our work is good. I'm not broke. I'm not run down. I'm not depressed. Uh, not. <laughs> uh, listen, we've just been on a tour with actually America's the last country before I go home. And we was, uh, we've been in, uh, let's see, I started off over in Germany, went from Germany to Austria to Hungary to Switzerland to France to Spain to England. Australia to New Zealand and to here. I've been all over the world and, and I've been preaching. Now, we run into some stuff out there that's different than I'm used to. We got over to Australia and gold started falling on us. I, I, never, I don't know what y'all know about that, but whenever some of you start getting on you here in a few minutes, don't, don't be annoyed by it. Don't let... Don't let a manifestation take you out of the presence of God. It's because of the presence of God we have these different kinds of manifestations. Some of you will begin to leak oil. It's not a problem. You're okay. You're not going to sling a rod. It's all right. But there's been silver, gold, just all, just every kind of thing happening, spontaneous, and it's a lot of fun. It's lots of fun. So just let Jesus move and we'll be fine. Holy Ghost. And I work in Mexico. I talked to him yesterday. And the fascinating thing is the work's going without me. It's doing really well, actually. We're pulling down around 1,000 new converts a month. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yep. It's starting about, uh, there's somewhere around uh, 9 or 12 new churches a month being started, new villages. Uh, the dead are raised, the blind see, the lame walk, 
paralyzed, fixed, uh, tumors out, the cancer's gone, uh, every kind of disease that you can think of is healed. A lot of them you don't even care to know the names of, they're all healed too. Uh, things you run and hide from, we open fight in the field and win. Because of Jesus. Jesus. Holy Ghost. Now you're going to have to make a decision because I'm going to bring you to one. You're going to have to decide if I'm prideful, I'm too aggressive, too mean, too awkward, too... Whatever, whatever you want to... Whatever satisfies your pet devil to, to call me. I, I don't care. I, I really don't. I really don't. Because, because what I got is working and what you got ain't working. Now, now wait. I don't mean that like you're not born again. I don't think you saved. And oh my God, you people going to hell. I don't. I believe that you love Jesus. I honestly believe that you're hungry for God. But you just have to have your Americanism and your ways, or you ain't gonna do it. Well, that ain't gonna cut it. What's gonna cut it is Jesus. I'm telling you, I've been going all over the world. There isn't a place just like this place is packed out. People don't even know me. And that's the way I'm going to try to keep it. I've worked on that for years. We'll go home soon, and they're going to all try to email me, but I don't have an email address. <laughs> Somebody put us a web page on there, and they take these sermons, and they, they listen to them and type them all up on there. And it's good. That's, that's, that's nice. I don't mind that. But I'm going to go find myself some Indians. I'm going to lock myself up in that jungle for a few months. And then when I come back out, I'll be breathing fire again. It's like always, Jesus, Jesus. I used to try to care about making you think that I was trying to not necessarily impress you, but get along with you and all that. I quit that. That don't work with you. What works with you is power. What works with you is demonstration. And we're fixing to do that in a few minutes. You understand? And there's very little you can do about it except leave. You can stand staunch and you can be this, you can do that, and you don't believe this. I don't care what you believe. I believe in the fire of God. It'll burn anything in its path. Holy Ghost. You have to understand the countries I've been in are some of the quote-unquote hardest to get people saved, to get people healed. And I just personally haven't run into that problem. And it's not because I am anything. It's because I just believe that the guy that's with me, that I'm running with, is just awesome. And I just don't believe there's a demon, no matter what his name, principality, governor, and spirits. I, don't, I just don't believe they can stop the flow of the power of God. I don't care what their names are, or how long they've been in existence, or who they've controlled prior. I just don't believe that that's possible to stop the flow of the Spirit of God. I just don't believe it. And that freedom you see on me is because I am that confident. I believe, I honestly believe what I'm telling you. And I'm not here to offend you, but I'm going to. I'm here to offend things that you tolerate that hold you back from, from letting God move through you. They've got to be moved. I'm telling you, there's Sin City right down the road where I was just in a hotel. I'm telling you, that's a devil. 
Hey man, we all work there. I don't care. It's still, it don't make it not be a devil. Shit. When people are leading other people to hell, they devils. Now then, the reason I got this skirt on, let me read it to you. Acts chapter 19. Because I can take being hated and called a sissy and everything else, but I just invite you to try to stay up with me in the mountains even though I'm old. I'll beat you. You can't do what I can do. Because Jesus is on me. And he's been on me for 25 years to do what I'm doing. And I intend to stay with him and he's going to stay with me in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost. I'm just going to read you a couple of things, then we're going to go into what I was originally coming here for. Jesus. Jesus. See, there's a there's something happened a, a while back. I was over there's this really nice, big old Assembly of God church up in uh, Anderson, Indiana. They have a revival in that church. And I was there. See, God, God's blessed me, okay? I feel blessed. I, I just, my wife, I've been riding down the road here for the last days. It's just all of a sudden I just laugh. I just can't help it. You can't. Yo, show me mules can't kick the smile off my face. <laughs> they can't do it. The Holy Ghost has touched me. I'm blessed. I was in a church up there and there's, there's this fellow in his wheelchair and I was trying to get to him but the crowd the press the people were trying to touch me like there was just I don't know there just was and I wanted to get over at that fella I never made see the Holy Ghost he's not bound to presses like I am I was in the press there were several hundred people just I couldn't move I was trying to actually we got physical and like you can't move that many people and uh, it doesn't matter what you do for a living. That's... So, the Holy Ghost beat me over there. And he touched that man, and that man got up out of that wheelchair, and the place just went berserk. And so I was trying to get to him. I couldn't make it such a while I made it over there. Now, you've got to understand, I, li- I like this, but I'm going to tell you about this because this is fun. This man and this woman, the pair of them, were unchurched people somebody had brought there. They didn't know the language you know, the church language you know. Y'all speak, even though you speak English, you have a, new, you have a language. And the, and the people out in the world don't know your language. They do not know it. And so I walked up to this character. You know, finally he had on his fatigue, it was cold, and he had on his... Uh, this, this, Vietnam veteran thing and I, I walked up to him and I said man how long have you been in that chair 19 years well, why'd you get up now see you would say well brother <laughs> the spirit of the Lord touched me and I felt his wonderful presence <laughs> you know what he told me hell man I felt like it You know what? That didn't put him back in the chair either. 
<laughs> I told you I was going to mess with y'all. <laughs> Works is not what it takes. Bowing is what it takes. Shaking. Holy Ghost. Still ain't told you why I'm wearing half of a dress. I was so blessed for that wife because she was, she was faithful, more I can say about some Christian women. She had stuck with this guy right after, after he come back from Nam and went right through the whole problem and the whole thing and st just stayed with him. And I went up to her. She was just bawling. That man had 19 strokes and operations and everything else. And it ain't possible to walk. And that's and I'm just holding her, and she's just weeping and weeping. I said, now y'all going to get born again. Right now is a good time. She said, it's a great time. <laughs> so both of them got born again, and we had a good time and all that. But what I liked about it, after God had healed this guy, and he was running around, the whole place was lit, and it was good, and it was, I mean, faith, the place was charged with faith. It was electric. And I was holding on to this lady, blessing her, because she don't know now. How do you live your life with a man now that's healed after you've been living now 19 years with somebody in a chair? Got to learn something new. Lady hands on her, the both of them flew like you shot them with a cannon. Boom, there they are. And Jesus healed them. And I'm so blessed. I just wanted to tell you all that was pretty nice. Jesus. Jesus. Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we are. Acts 19. Jesus. Jesus. See, look at verse 9. It says, And when some became more and more stubborn. Now, I'm reading out of the Amplified up here. Right? These, them rocks right there. Pull them off around. I've been hit with them like stoned a few times. It, yeah, I don't think you got enough rocks. So it says they were more and more stubborn, hardened, and unbelieving, discrediting, reviling, speaking evil of the way of the Lord before the congregation. He separated himself from them, taking the disciples with him and holding daily discussions in lecture rooms with Tyrannus from 10 o'clock till 3. This continued for two years. Prophets, down at the bottom it says, Concerning the attainment through Christ of eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. See, if you're born again, you, most of you don't realize what you have attained. I know that by, by watching your life in the struggle. I'm, I, I'm, it's not because I, I'm picking on you or I think evil of you. That's not true. I esteem you. I appreciate you living in this country and worshiping Jesus and having a hungry heart. I appreciate that. I honestly do. Because where I live, everything is in two colors. Devil and God. That's it. There ain't no in-between and other compromising issues. There's, there's nothing else to choose from. And so I have it a lot easier than you do in lots of ways. Now, other ways, I've got it a lot more difficult. But I want you to understand what we have attained to from God is the most phenomenal. 
most powerful, most wonderful walk available. There's nothing can there's nothing compared to it. I mean, what see look. See, I'm into this thing called dead raising. I'm into it. I'm into it. It's way over my head. It's beyond, I'm, I'm so lost in it. I don't know how to get out, but I'm not going to try. I'm going to just keep walking in it and keep trying to go deeper and deeper into it and discover more wonderful blessings. Because, you see, here's what's happened to us. What's happened to the work I work in, that God allowed me to be, be the one, one of the ones that started it and so forth, is that the Holy Ghost has healed every part of the human body or has recreated it and has raised the dead over right under 250 times. All right. Yeah, that's a lot. I've personally been in on 21 of those. Now, to get that kind of power flowing, it doesn't take... See, I get put and thought of as a some sort of a, we are special in a lot of ways, but, but some things a man don't deserve. They're God's property. And, and I'll tell you, because I couldn't heal your broke fleas toe. I, it's, it's not possible. But the Holy Ghost can. And the reason I know that is because my dog, I have, I have this dog. Well, no, he's gone now, but it was my son's dog, actually, but I hated him. I honestly hated the dog. He was a mutt. And my little boy loved that mutt. So I took care of him. I, I, I had the food. I, you know, did the vet thing. You know, kept the dog healthy. Now, dogs, in my opinion, now this is my opinion. Dogs live outside. Now, they don't, now that old dog didn't think he needed to. And so me and him had a constant problem. And I was constantly putting him outside. Boom! Get out of here! You a dog. Dog lives outside. You supposed to tell me when somebody's coming here and bother me. Well, the old dog, he just, he just didn't know what he wanted. And one day he got through the fence, but he wasn't a big old dog. But he thought he was a big old dog. And there's lots of y'all like that. You think you a big scrapper till you meet with the big show enough dog. And so this old dog got out there, and my little boy was crying, and days go by, and oh, Daddy, please pray my dog will come back. <laughs> A few days go by, and that old dog came back. Let me tell you something about it. That thing hadn't eaten since he left. Scraggly old mongrelly thing got, I mean, he had patches of fur missing. He was cut, had, I mean, gashes, old dog. He doesn't think it was something big. Problem was, whatever it was, got him by the head and just ripped one of his eyes clean out. That dog was a horrible sight. My son comes in there and he's got that old dog and I, oh, so my wife and I, we look at him, we look at the old dog, and, all right, y'all pray, i got to go upstairs and study. 
told my boy, you pray for that old dog. You want that old dog to live? You pray for him. After a while, my boy comes up there. I mean, he's just jumping up and down. I said, man, what's the matter with you, boy? God healed my dog. <laughs> I said, go get that butt and bring him up here. Let me look at him. Brought that dog up there. I, listen, you want to know something amazing? That dog had a brand new eyeball. I saw it myself. It was ripped out. But now he's got a new eyeball. All them gashes are gone. I'm talking about a mongrel nut. You don't know that you better than that old dog is? Isn't that something? I told him he could keep the dog. And I'd try to get along with him a little better. Because I reckon if God thought a little bit more of him than I did, I ought to pay more attention. <laughs> yeah. So the old dog was healed. Now look at this. So I could call y'all stubborn and hardened and unbelieving and discrediting and reviling of God's word and speaking evil of the way. I could do that. I don't have to. The word already did that for me. Now look at verse 11. It says, And God did unusual and extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that handkerchiefs and towels and, or aprons, or, or, or towels or aprons, which touched his skin were carried away and put on the sick. And their diseases left them, and evil spirits came out of them. So there's people that evidently in this room that have seen some videos from somewhere else that no, I believe that. So they gave me all these handkerchiefs up here to wear while I'm preaching. Now by tomorrow night, because I just said that, I won't have enough place on me to put them. Now here's what we're going to do. If that's so, we're going to bring a little bitty table if that's all right. And we will take all the, all the rags or don't matter what kind. They don't have to be these pretty things here. There's been a run on them at Walmart, I can tell you. And... Uh, We'll just put them all up here, and we'll get the elders and put oil, and we'll anoint them. We'll do this thing up. I, in other words, I won't be wearing a skirt tomorrow proper. Because there was this one church. There were so many. I'm not kidding you. It, it stuck out like a hula gra grass hula skirt. <laughs> there were hundreds of them. And it, we, we ended up having a whole table full plus these, and so... Anyway... That's what this is all about. Now, something else. Acts 26. This is a question I'm going to raise to you because you need it raised. And when I meet new people, I like to make them think. I want you thinking. I'm not going to come here to try to bring up some fancy revelation while we're doing what we're doing and y'all aren't. I'm not going to try to bring the two together. The Spirit of God's going to do that on His own. I'm just going to read a couple of verses to you. I'm going to excite you, incite you to the fire of God 
and we're going to pray and God's going to move. That's what's going to happen. But it's not going to be a bunch of brand new verses you don't know. I can't do that to you because you know everything. Uh, that's not a joke. Really. You are just so full of knowledge that you've got to let the power of that knowledge come out of you or you're going to be reckoning one day with blood on your hands before the Holy Ghost up in heaven. And I'm, and I'm telling you right now, I'm going to tell you straight as I can and as forward as I can get on you and, and aggressive. So I'm not going to be held accountable when we get up there one day and you look at me and say, what did you tell me? I'm going to tell you. Understand? Because if I can just get one of you rocking, this whole countryside will change. You don't need thousands of people. You don't have to be part of a massive army. When I went down there, it was just me and my wife and two babies. Now, we're over 100,000 strong. How about that? You know, I want to know something. I was just told, I was just told a while back by this fella. He was preaching. I'm telling you, it stuck on me. What's following you? Who's following you? You say you're doing something for God. Well, what's behind you? What's in your wake? That'll tell you what you're doing for God. You may be a spook. You've got a word for everybody. But it's what's following you to heaven that matters to God. You need to realize that and wake up to that. Well, I'm not called to the nations like you. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to be a born-again, true, Bible-believing Christian and walk like Jesus in your community, and it will change. See, because there's something going on here in Acts 26. I've got to read this to you in verse 6. It says, and I'm reading out of the Amplified still. My wife's got my King James over here. It says, now I stand here on trial. See, that's what happens to me. Everywhere I go, I get on trial. People look at me, they observe me, they make these assessments of me. Because I say stuff, I just talk about power like just like it's my, you know, just like, it, like I wear it. The thing is, I do. It's not some spooky thing I have to work up every day. It's here. There's more power in this microphone. We, if the power of God were to come out of, that holds this microphone together, there's nothing that couldn't be done by the microphone. I'm telling you, there's one time Jesus said, if I shut these people down from worshiping me, the rocks themselves will jump up and do it. I'm telling you, creation knows the power of God. You know about it, but you won't let it go. We've got to let it go. Now, come on now, we've got to let it go. Let it flow. Y'all sing about, let the river flow. Well, let it go then. I stand here and I'm judged on the ground. It says, on the hope of the promise made to our forefathers by God himself. Which hope of the Messiah and resurrection our twelve tribes confidently expected to realize as they fervently worship without ceasing. Night and day. And for that hope, I stand accused by the Jews and considered a criminal. That's so true. 
You know, <clears throat> way back years ago, I was such a ball of fire. These people, these pastors down in North Louisiana, they told me what you need is the jungle. And the thing was, it was the will of God. They were moving me because I was too radical for conditions around. And so I went. I went on a trip. And I never, I ain't been back. But the problem is, all of those men that sent me are gone. But I'm still there. Wow. Feather in your hat? No. Every time I stand up and speak, I get put on trial. And it's because of the hope of the resurrection of the dead. And I'll tell you right now, judge me like you must, because you're wrong. I'm going to tell you right now, if you ever see what I've seen, you'd probably be a lot more aggressive than I am. I might be complacent compared to what you'd be. I doubt it. Verse 8. Why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? That's an authentic, that is a valid question. Could I have something to drink? I don't, I don't understand. All right, here I grow up in the gospel my whole life. I'm being taught about the power of God to split the seas. People walk on dry land. The rivers carry this box where this power flows out of it. Anybody touches it, they're killed. These miracles happen all around it. Every kind of miracle you can think of for thousands of years are taking place. And yet when I start believing it, I get put on trial. Now what's wrong with you? I tell you what, you got devils. Now you cut that out. And let's worship Jesus. Let's call down the great Holy Ghost here. Good water. It's a good thing, too. <clears throat> Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Come on now. There's a verse in the Bible that literally says, What gives you the right to judge God's power? I'd just like to know where y'all got that from, that you have the right to assess everything. I'm going to show you your right and mine. Yes, Lord, we will ride. Just show me where. That's our rights. Pull that war sword out of the Holy Ghost power and go to battle. The reason you have so much time to split churches and fuss and fight over stupid what color the carpet is is because you're not engaging the demons. So you've got to fight each other. There was a woman the other day. She hated me. And actually, I like that. <laughs> it does something for me. <laughs> I like it, man. Oh, boy. 
she told me a place there were so many thousands of people. And I stand there. And I can, you know, you people that, you know, y'all just think we got so much discernment, but you just stick out like a, I mean, you're just so goofy looking. <laughs> I mean, come on. Everybody else is weaving and the Holy Ghost is on your center. I mean, how he, I mean, come on. Boy, that man of God had a great gift. He picked that. We've been praying for him for 25 years. You ought to see it from this side. It's quite easy to pick your house. <laughs> I'd say one of y'all's mules might could. Well, I keep on picking on them views because I saw a whole bunch of them when I was coming up here. Because we use mules and horses where I work. And I'm well aware of mules. They good. But they stubborn. They get something in their brains. You might as well get off and let them go. Or shoot them or something. Because see, there was this woman. She's standing there. Y'all wish I'd be more spooky. You know, so you you know, kind of flowy, you know, kind of. Or can I just be a human like I really am? And be honest with you, because it's God that does the works. I love Him. I do my best to walk in His covenant and do His commands. I do what I'm, I try to do my best. Boy, on that construction back here today, Especially when it's cutting me off. And I don't know where I'm going and, you know, none of that. I don't know none of that. I don't know where I'm going. Really, it's my first time. I've been through here a few times, late at night, traveling across country and stuff like that, but I haven't never stopped here really and done no serious heavy time looking around. And, uh... I was beginning to wonder. Just apologize to you that I'm a human, that's all. But I'm working on getting over that. One day I will. Where's Brother Hogan? We need a conference. He's no more. What do you mean? I don't know. He's just gone. I'm working on that part. I might be successful. That's good water. <laughs> Might need some more of that. Who's Tic Tacs? How do you know I like that flavor there? Cinnamon. Video. Jesus. It's not an incredible thing for God to raise the dead. This woman hated my guts. So I went to her. Let me just say, you don't have enough hate 
okay? Disgust, how I present myself, how I look, you're going to get over it. I'm happy. What can I say? I'm blessed. God lets me traipse around the world and see miracles and, and wonders and signs. I am a blessed individual. And I walked up to this lady, and she was standing there looking at me. I mean, her eyeballs is about to blow out her head. So what's the matter with you? I hate you. So wow, that's good. I hate your country. I hate your God. Well, you're going to have to get over it. Because God don't care. My country's big enough to take care of itself. It don't care. So am I. I don't care either. I ain't called to get along with you, lady. I'm called to get along with the Holy Ghost. I said, let me ask you something, though. What? What? You hate me. You hate my country. You hate my God so much. What in the fire are you doing standing here? If I had much hate as you did about something, I wouldn't get around it. She said, I have to. I said, I know you did. I said, because there's some kind of sickness on you. She doctors can't cure. And somebody told you that maybe my God could. And even though it's so distasteful to you, you have to stand there until I get ready to touch you. <laughs> so you might as well get all the hate on me you want. Go ahead. Because it's not going to affect me. What affects me is the power of God. What? You're not emotional? It said I wasn't emotional. Ask my wife. That's all I am. When you live where I live, in the realm that I live in, that's all there is. And it's hard to sort them out sometimes. And so I'm sitting there, you know, and uh, I look at us, and here's what's going to happen. I'm going to take the end of my finger right here, and I'm going to touch you, and it's over for you. <laughs> you hate me, you hate my country, you hate my God. Let's just see if your God of hate is big enough to stop my God of love. We're going to see. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Well, brother, how did you know God would move for you? Well, brother, I wouldn't be up here if I didn't believe in him. opener <laughs> so I asked that fellow standing there close to her I said you her husband yep you hate me not necessarily you hate my country nope what about my God nope 
grab hold of her. She's fitting to fly. Because that wall of hate she's built up over all of her life is fixing to blow to pieces. It's out of here. I'm fixing to introduce both of y'all to power. Boy, I can feel it. Jesus, what's happened lately? There's such a big flow that I can I can put my hands in in the anointing and feel it running off of me with a physical feeling, like a like it poured water on me or something. I really like that. Waited my whole life on it. Didn't even know it existed. Like you know, I said I said that like I knew it was coming or something, but I had no idea. People don't tell you. They don't, I don't know if they know. But I do, I, I do know that out in them woods, I found something. It's called Jesus. So I reached and touched that tumor. That lady had a tumor. So when I touched that tumor, the Holy Ghost backed me up full tilt. Because I'd put four catchers around them. Because I had an idea he'd probably fix and run through them like a freight train. He hit that lady hit that man and all the catchers went at once. All of them. <laughs> flew. They flew. <laughs> and I laughed. I thought it was cute. <laughs> Good God, boy. <laughs> Jesus. All righty. I can receive that. Oh, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be... That's right. Turn over to Luke 11. I've been forgetting. I'm up here just enjoying myself, just talking. See, it seems like probably to some of y'all I'm not getting anywhere. That's not true. I don't go anywhere without getting somewhere. Jesus. Spirit of God's going to rock you. I hope you're ready. I'm serious. Night before last, we had a, such a service up in Nashville. What, what it ended up being, there were so many people, I, I'd have been all night praying for them because the service just grew out of proportion. Just whammo. They, people just, oh, it's, it's amazing. There was a hundred pastors and wives down front. Prayed for them. God hit all of them. There was every flavor. You, you You know, street preachers to pretty preachers. I mean, it was everybody. <laughs> and the Holy Ghost hit them. It was good. And then we turned around and said, Now, y'all got fire on you, see? Go put it on them people. Woo! It was wonderful. When I left, they're still going. I left, it had it, been hours. I mean, it was. I went home, I started. Luke chapter 11. Jesus. Oh. The woman was healed. When I left, she was still out, and her husband and all my ushers were gone. It was out. All of them knocked out. The next day, I go back, and there's this woman there, jumping up and down, speaking in tongues, and I love you, man. Jesus. 
when they, when they all got up, she was speaking in tongues, and so was her husband, and so was all the ushers, and and they. Um, so somebody thought about leading them to the Lord. Luke chapter 11 and verse 2. It's what we're going to do tonight. This, tonight, this is what we're going to do. I, I can pretty sure assure you that we're not going to make it past this. One verse. Verse 2. Luke 11, 2. Luke 11, 2. Jesus said to him, When you pray, See, that's not as the Spirit leads you, brother. But it's when you pray, when you seek God, when you call on heaven. Because, see, most of you don't feel the need to do that till your little son gets leukemia or your great aunt goes blind. Or, I mean, man, the, the, the time you need to seek God the most is when everything's running right. That's when you seek God the most. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. So I went. Went in that house and that little boy's laying there. He just he's just all shriveled up and he's That's not the will of God. That is a demon. And I was sitting there waiting, and these local pastors that were there, they were talking, 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 talking. And the uncle wasn't born again yet. He had enough of the talk. He heard God, actually. He said, hold it a minute. Fellas, he said, I appreciate y'all coming. But what's this man over here going to tell us? So I went down over and sat down by that little boy. Started patting him on the leg. I said, son... Jesus loves you, my brother. He's going to take care of you. I bind the devil off you. These demon spirits that are harassing you and these tumors are in your body, God's going to dry them up and Jesus is going to heal your body. That's what's going to happen. The mama started crying. The, the daddy was crying. The uncle was crying. Because, you know, it was kind of it was the end of the rope. The doctors had given up. It was one of those things. He's home to die, actually. I mean, that's just the way it was. So I took my handkerchief. I had brought an extra one. I took it. I laid it on his head. That's one of these things right here. My half skirt. Laid it on his head. Called down the fire of God on him. In Jesus' name. And things make me hostile. I don't like it. I don't like seeing women and children suffering. That bothers me a lot. And so I'm sitting there looking. I just got up, told the mama goodbye, told the little boy, I'll see you later. You know what the Holy Ghost did? Now, this is wonderful. That little old boy, the medicine started messing him over. So everybody figured this is it, we're through. We're at the end of the rope. So they carried him in, having his medicine adjusted. The problem is they found ten less tumors. So the mama said, let's go home. They took him off some of that medicine. Started messing him over again real bad. He was 
doing a lot of violent stuff, so they carried him back in the hospital. And when they got in there, they checked that kid two days. He was gone. He was healed. There were no more tumors. And that's something. Come on! great Holy Ghost. He's awesome. Jesus. See, he went over the face of the waters of the deep. God ain't never called him back. He's here. The Holy Ghost is here. <laughs> See, when you pray, this is how we're going to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, holy is your name. I want you to look at something. And I want you, this is another question. What does it say in your Bible? It don't make me any difference. Why? Somebody's got courage. Stand up and read me verse 2. Read the whole thing. There you go. Go ahead, my brother. Yeah, you read three verses, but that's okay. <laughs> that don't matter. You got carried away. I do it all the time. Don't be offended at me. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> Jesus. See, what we got to have is the kingdom of God come here. And not... See, y'all are wanting visitation. I'm after habitation. See, there's a difference. We'll start with visitation because that's what you're primed for. But we don't want it just to be a time limit. Our work is blessed. There has been a spirit of might come and set on us and it's been there soon be 25 years. It ain't ever lifted. It's intensified. Prayer, fasting, new things God wants to do in the church. Discipline, faithfulness, perseverance. These are new terms. Determination. You know, new stuff. Holy Ghost. Our Father who is in heaven. Hallowed! Your kingdom come. Your will, God. We want the will of God here. We want it here. All right. We're going to call it down. That's what we're going to do. Uh-oh. Touch it with my bottom. Jesus. Jesus. See, there was this woman that believed that God does special miracles. She's up in that prayer line. She told me, she said, you're going to give me that handkerchief. I looked at my handkerchief. I said, I'm not giving you my handkerchief. This is my handkerchief. This is what I used to wipe sweat off of me when I preach. <laughs> said, it's mine. I said, no, ma'am, it's mine. So as I was going down through there, I was praying and praying and praying for people, probably 1,500 people to pray for. So I'm praying and 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 praying. 
praying and praying. God never runs out of gas. So I kept praying. Praying and praying and praying and praying. So finally we're at the end, and there's that lady standing there looking at me. I said, you ain't getting my handkerchief. She said, you're talking about my handkerchief. So I had the advantage. I'm carrying the Holy Ghost pistol, so I just... And she flew. And she was out and I was laughing. <laughs> See, people could take me if I was more spooky. <laughs> well, since I'm a normal human, they have trouble with that. How can somebody used by God be a human? Oh, my God. Oh, uh, duh, that's who he uses. <laughs> So I finished praying for everybody, went over there, because she was still out. <laughs> Put it right on her face, just like that, and I walked out. Because it was late, she was still out, I wasn't going to wait for her to wake up. That lady gets up, goes to the hospital, because she was going to pray for these two babies that are dying with incurable diseases, you see. So she went to the intensive care ward with my old sweaty kerchief. She walked up in there. She told the family about the meetings and everything, and so they said, come on in. Doctors came in, whole doctor teams. Now, this is amazing. <laughs> Woman, this baby's got machines. Y'all know how it is. And they're dying. She laid this old handkerchief on that baby, first one. And said, in the name of Jesus Christ, who this man preaches, be healed. Machines went flat. The baby was healed. How about that? Jesus. Them doctors got interested. They went and got a video camera. Got some more doctors. They went to that next intensive care ward. And that doctor's trying to ask this. Now, what is, what's, she, she handed him that handkerchief. It's a Walmart handkerchief. It's made out of 100% cotton. But it's carrying something. He said, that's what I'm interested in. It's called the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Jesus. He said, all right. So they put this video camera on this. She laid that handkerchief right on that baby's face. just like the other one. Did the same thing, and the baby was instantly healed. Incurable diseases run from the anointing. Tumors and cancers blind, see, and lame walk because of the anointing. Because we've been given the power to pray and call down the kingdom of God on this planet. I'm telling you, there ain't no AIDS in heaven. There ain't no cancer and suffering and disease. There ain't no blind and halt and lame. 
And we can call down the kingdom of God here and run it off here. God, man, you're out of your mind. No, I'm not. I'm out of your mind. How about that? Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Is wonderful. Jesus. What if you was the mama of that baby? How would you feel? <laughs> what if you was the woman with the tumors that got healed, or the little woman, the mama of the baby with all them tumors that gets healed? How, how do you feel after that? Let me tell you how you feel. Stand up on that pew, Louise. Stand up over there. Y'all look at that little boy. Turn around and wave at him, son. See that little boy right there? The demon came in my house and killed him. We prayed for him for four and a half hours and the Holy Ghost brought him back to me. So I can tell you how they feel. All right, son. Jesus. They feel good. The look on my wife's face when she's holding that little dead boy is something I don't like too much. The feeling of loss and failure and loneliness is a bad feeling. Only Jesus can feel that. And only if we pray believing. <laughs> I guess I'm going to make it over here. What time? 9.15. All right, let's look. Let's go over here, John. I want to try to get a couple of these verses. Well, Paul won't make it, but a couple, one or two of them because I just can't help myself here. Jesus. Verse 10. John 14.10. I really like to talk about this. I preach probably in this in this passage, one of the most things I talk about is this right here, John 14. I just, I just have found so much power in this. I have preached here my whole life. I, it never runs out of power. It never does. It just... See, I, the other day, <laughs> I was in this church. It was... I mean, they were jamming. It was... They were... I really believe they were crazy. I mean, these people were out there. Uh, this one, of the, these are these people were pressing on, coming close to us. And I was thinking, my goodness, what would it be like to stay here for two or three months? I was thinking about it. I really was, because the pastors must have been really praying. And this woman sitting over there in a wheelchair, and. And, you know, I'm looking around. Whenever, whenever worship is going on, I just kind of walk back and forth and look and watch and observe and pay attention to what's going on. And I was looking over there, and I saw this lady sitting there with her arms folded. No emotions, no nothing, just looking around. I said, man, what an easy target. I mean, I mean at least act like you, you know, Try to do something to throw somebody off or something. 
but you know hate and disgust and bad attitudes and horrible character just won't allow you to at least try to throw me off or somebody else off. You just won't do it. Disgusting, prideful demon. So I'm sitting there wondering, oh boy. So when I got up there and started preaching, I'd go over there and down in and look at her. And I'd come back, preach. You know, nobody knew what I was doing because I just act like I'm not paying attention all the time. That way I can trap whoever I want to. Keep the advantage. <laughs> and so uh, she's sitting there. This is pretty good. This is amazing. So I'm, I'm there, and finally I walked through the prayer line and got to her. Got a hold of her. I'm holding on to her. She's just sitting there. No emotions, no nothing. So I let go of her. Went on down the line praying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Directly, there was this excitement. So I turned around to see what was going on. This was wonderful. What happened was, this lady in that wheelchair, one of the ushers went by. Now, you ushers in here, listen to this. This is very important. This usher went by. She reaches and gets him. Whoop! She pulled him down. Uh, yes, ma'am. She said, God just healed me. Oh, what happened? Well, and the reason she was acting the way she was is because she was deaf in both ears. And the Holy Ghost just pop, pop, popped them both open. And she was pretty excited. So she grabbed this usher. Hey, and she's still sitting crippled in this wheelchair. God, open my ears. But that's the reason she, did, she, did, she wasn't participating was because she couldn't hear nothing. So, let me tell you about a sharp usher. This guy was smart. He said, he healed you, huh? Well, get up and walk. She, she said, I can't walk. He said, well, lady, while I go, you couldn't hear either. And she said, you know, you're right. Stood up and walked. So, Woo! Oh, I like it when that Holy Ghost comes on us, don't y'all? I like it when he comes on everybody in there. Starts healing people and he don't even tell you about it. It's almost like, look, what's going on in services, it's almost like God thinks he's in control of the church. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? I mean, you know, God, it's like, it's like he thinks he's the boss. Amazing. Where'd he get that idea? Wasn't from us. 
you're making me mad. That's my job. It's to make you think. Make you stretch. Make you go home and study. Make you ask a lot of questions to your pastors. Jesus. Jesus. But whenever you finally figure out that I'm telling you all the truth, and you start trying to lay responsibility blame on somebody, look in the mirror. Because I ain't taking your junk. I had to take my own and that was hard enough. I reckon it's probably harder than carrying yours. Because I finally realized that it's not the pastor's fault. It ain't my daddy's fault. It ain't my uncle's fault. My grandpa was a Bible teacher for 58 years. Diligently walked in the Holy Ghost. They left him wide open on the operating table four times and he wouldn't die. They just sew him up and he'd get healed. God, I mean, that's the kind of family I'm from. And it wasn't their fault for my generation. It's my fault. Do you understand? It's your fault. So I went to heaven about it and I fought for it. I, I sought God four years. Diligent. I'm a diligent individual. I am a diligent fellow. I'm not kidding. I ain't going to talk about it. But I know this. What I'm doing is right. And then one day I went out to church. Got the opportunity and touched a little boy, nine years old. God brought him back from the dead. Changed my life forever. Just like the day I got born again. Just like the day I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Just changed me for good. Because it's not, it's not that God needs you. You need God. God can make it with you or without you. He loves you. He wants you. You've got to understand we're the one in need here. We need God. He gives us the power to seek Him. If you don't use it, it's not His fault. You won't be able to stand at the gate like, I, like me and, uh, and other people. You won't be able to stand there and say, you didn't, help, you didn't give me the same gifts, God. You know what I know? I was taught by one of the greatest missionaries that ever lived. And I asked him one day, how in the world did you get so powerful? He just laughed. He said, I outlasted everybody. <laughs> men of greater ability. Men of greater power. Men of greater talents. But I knew how to stay. I looked at him. I couldn't believe his answer. I said, I can do that. That I can do. And I've been able to do that now. I've watched the greatest leave. I'm not the greatest. I just know how to stay. <laughs> the greatest have already gone. They've only left me. In them jungles and people that need me. So that made me a happy man. And I'm going to stay with them. Because they need the power of the Holy Ghost. They don't need some fake that gets up there and all he does is talk and ain't got no backing. 
Jesus. Jesus. It says right here in my Bible. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? What I am telling you, I do not say on my own authority. I am not up here talking out of my own authority. I tell you that. I couldn't do what's fixing to happen. I can't do it. But I can sit there at the throne with my feet crossed, holding on to the horns of the altar, and wait until he touches me with the cold from the altar. And then I can. It's not of my own authority, of my own accord, but the Father who lives continually in me does the His works, His own miracles, and deeds of power. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. The other day I was in this... Does any of y'all know what a Maori is? It's a tribe of people over in New Zealand. I work extensively with them. This gold chain I have around me, I don't wear gold, but this was a gift. I just got it from a king the other day. See that? A king gave me that. I think I'll wear it. Whether you like it or not, that's immaterial to me. I like it. I mean, what did the king give you? I mean, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. They have these places of worship. They actually look similar to this, the way they're, but they have a lot of carvings and so forth. You wouldn't go there and pray because you think everything's a demon. But whether it is or isn't, I'm going to go there and pray so I can reach the people. Oh, there's a verse you have to remember. Become all things to all men to win them. There, see, I let it out of the bag. We're into winning people. Oh, shit. I'm standing in the prayer line, and this Maori nation is out. There's a whole bunch of them. God, somehow, I don't know how he lets me into all these tribes, but he let me in there, and these people love me. And I'm standing there, and there's this woman. I'm walking down the prayer line looking at him. This woman's standing there with this huge tumor on her, on her side right here. Standing out there. And I'm looking at the tumor, and she's telling me some other problem. I don't even hear it. Because my enemy is there. See? I reached up there and grabbed her on that tumor. Fire! She flew. Like most of y'all jumped, she flew. <laughs> Jesus. See, that woke you back up. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And when that lady come up from there, that tumor, we don't know, it wasn't on the floor. We don't know where it went. It was gone. And that's something. That's pretty exciting. Jesus. Standing pretty close to her was another lady. Deaf in both ears since she was a toddler. Full-grown woman. Never heard since she was a little baby. Walked over there and touched her on the side of the ears. She fell down. When she come up from there, she was screaming and hollering. I didn't know what was going on. I had no I didn't even know she was deaf. Because I just was praying through the line, and I don't ask people much. Unless I get discernment or a word of knowledge or God tells me, I don't. I just call down the fire, and fire does what it's supposed to, which is destroy anything that's not supposed to be around you. Jesus. Holy Ghost power. 
Because it says right here in my Bible, verse 11, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Else believe me for the very work's sake. If you cannot trust me, that's all, I don't, you know, I personally don't care either. At least let these works that I do in my Father's name convince you. What's fixing to happen is, some of y'all, y'all are kin folks, a lot of you, some of you are from out of town. But there's people that you know and there's circumstances surrounding people's lives that are going to be changed in a moment of time. And it's not because of anything except the anointing of God. It's Jesus' fault. It is the gospel's fault. It is the power of the gospel that will do the job. This says right here in my Bible, it says, and here's the reason why you can do this. It says, I assure you. How many of y'all believe that Jesus is not a liar? Let me see. Yeah. All right. Well, here's an assurance. I assure you most solemnly. I tell you, if anyone... Well, that's me. I'm part of the anyone. I'm not a Jew. I am a Gentile. I am not part of that covenant he was in. But the thing is, he didn't say if I was Jew. He said, if anyone. That's me. I'm anyone. I'm part of anyone. So are you. Understand? It says, if anyone. Steadfastly, I do, believes in me, he will himself be able to do the things that I do. That's enough. Whoa, there's more. He will do even greater than these because I'm going to my Father. Holy Ghost, your wonderful great Holy Ghost. A wind blowing from heaven. Verse 13, I will do, I myself will grant whatever. Uh-oh. See there. See, you should have got me before I could read. But now you don't let me learn all these other languages. And I read Bible in so many languages now. And it says the same thing. See? You're wrong. It's right. I can ask whatever I want. The thing about a guy like me is, I won't ask it to fulfill a lust of my own. I will ask it for the kingdom of God's sake. Jesus. That could be a problem, you see. Jesus. Whatever you ask in my name as representing all that I am. <clears throat> so that the Father, so that the Father, so that the Father may be glorified. Ooh, extolled and in through the Son. Yes, I will grant. I myself will do for you. Whatever you ask in my name as representing all that I am. I really love you. And if you really love me, you will keep, obey my commands. It's time to obey the Holy Ghost. You understand? It is time to obey the Lord. There was a lady not long ago in front of me. She was, she was dying with scoliosis. I mean, it was killing her. Nineteen years she suffered that mess. I grabbed her by the throat, as some of y'all see after a while. And I grabbed her and held on to her. In the name of Jesus! She flew through there, and when she got up, that thing was gone. Her leg had grown back several inches, and she was healed. 
Isn't that something? Come on. Come on. Jesus. 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 Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You see, I was up in New York City. New York City. And I was up there. Because the Holy Ghost told me to go. What'd you do? Got off a jet. Who'd you know? Didn't know anybody. It's Matthew. Jesus. <laughs> Two thirty in the morning, a man walked up to me. God woke me up. Yeah, he did. What did he tell you? Told me that you was going to be standing here at LaGuardia Airport waiting on me. I said, he told you the truth. Let's go. I'm tired. Wow. It's all right. Y'all, I got down there, I tell you, it was like being home. It was a zone. War zone. Boy. Everything they tell you is true. Except there's more of it up there than they tell you. I mean, every corner they're doing drugs and prostituting and hating and killing and burning and looting. And, and I'm out there walking around looking at that stuff. And I run across this little kid. It was messed up. Little jaw was over here. The, the top part of the forehead was over here. It was a really odd looking thing. I said, we're going to have a church tonight. I want you to get your little sisters and brothers and come on over. So I told her where it was going to be. She said, okay, I'll come. I didn't know that her mama was an active prostitute. And so after mama went to work, they came on over. Three little bitty girls. They all had different daddies. And they all had a different demon. The one girl, I'm up there talking about Jesus, just Jesus. And they've never been in church. They've never heard anything like it in their life. No, nothing. They've never heard anything like this in their life. And that little girl walked up to me. She had these crutches in, a, in this brace. It went from her hip right down to the floor. She walked up there to me, and I'm looking at her. She grabbed a hold of my belt. But I looked odd to him wearing this cowboy junk up yonder. She held onto my belt, threw her crutches down, and unlaced that brace. I mean, I'm preaching now. She took that brace off, hanging on, and handed it to me. And I looked at her. It's fine by me, baby. I reached and picked her up. And we walked over to that cross. We had this cross we made out of these big timbers and spikes and spray painted with red paint. I said, hang that thing on the cross, darling. Because that's where it belongs. It don't belong on it don't belong on your leg. It belongs on that cross right there. Yes, sir. She hung that thing on that cross. I set her down on the ground and walked back up here and picked up my Bible. The whole, whole everybody in there. There wasn't but a couple of people in there saved. Everybody else was street people just... Because they all knew her. They knew her mama. They knew everything. I don't know anything. I'm just the new greenhorn. 
only person I know there is Jesus. Well, let me tell you, that's enough. Jesus. She took a step and fell flat on her face. I just kept reading my Bible. Everybody was watching her. She got back up, climbed up those chairs. Some people reached. I said, let her alone. Don't touch her. She didn't come to you. She came to me. We do it my way. She took another step and fell down, another step and fell down. But about number five, she walked a couple before she fell. And the next thing I know, she's running. Problem was, they were going to amputate her leg because it had developed wrong, it didn't have the right blood, didn't have the right muscles, were hooked in different places in the wrong place, ligaments were crooked and wrong, tendons and everything else was wrong, birth defect, drugs, heal. Jesus, Jesus, the next night, bigger crowd, I'm preaching again, here come this nothing, walked up to me, little girl, took her glasses off, handed them to me, I picked her up, we walked over to the cross, I said, hang them on that cross, girl. She hung him on that cross. I set her down. She started running into things. Because her, her glasses were as thick as Coke bottles. I mean, she was, here again, drugs. She was messed up. But all of a sudden, she started walking straight. Well, boy, when she got home, her mama had had enough. She come down there and banging on that door late at night and got them glasses off that cross and put them on that girl. Took her baby's brace. Yeah, 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 I'll sue, I'll this, I'll that, and so on and so forth. So that little girl started running into stuff. The wall and chairs. So the mama carried her to the doctor. What's the matter with this little baby? She can't see no more. Doctor examined her and said, Rita, she can't see with these glasses because she's 20-20. She can see perfectly. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Third night. There's this little girl walked down to me while I'm preaching. Sister of the other two. I mean, she is messed. Birth defect drugs Jesus your gospel feels sorry for them my gospel fixes them Jesus but brother David I have a hard time believing that exactly I don't Jesus oh Ghost, you're wonderful, great Holy Ghost. Blow in here, God. Shiataniate. <laughs> Te mana. 
o te ihi o te ahu it's Maori the fire the authority give it to us God si vous plaît son esprit plus de fear that's French if you please great holy ghost more fire si se le that's Aztec receive the great fire from the Holy One of God <laughs> how about that Portuguese receive the fire so I don't need for a couple of words in every language it don't matter as long as I can call down the fire I'm satisfied Fuego de Dios. I was preaching that long ago, and this woman hollered out to me, I got, I got a new language for you. What is it? Yugoslavia. Because I'm going to need it, because see, we're invited. I'm going there pretty soon, where the war was in Kosovo. In the, the fire of God is called Batra. V-A-T-R-A. Batra. It's easy. These things are not hard. Languages are easy. Batra. What about this one? Afrikaans. Who can speak it in here? Fear van hot. Is that pretty close? Fire of God. How about that? In Afrikaans. <laughs> so that's all I need. You need T-bone steaks and a five-star hill. I need the fire of God. Jesus. Because when I picked that little old drug addict, mama, prostitute, no count, flea bag, street dweller up, and I held her like she was my baby. <laughs> the love of God right in front of all of us. Because I could not believe what I was seeing. Her head went straight normal in front of us all. And when I set that little old girl down, them little girls was all around me, hugging on me and hugging me and kissing me. And I just kept preaching the gospel. I looked back there and there's a prostitute walked in. <laughs> she comes walking up there. Very little on. Let's say less than that. She come walking in. She scolded them daughters of hers. What are y'all doing? I said, I'll tell you what they're doing. You slut, you listen to me. You ain't a mama, you a devil. And this is the same thing finna happen to you because God's going to get you. You shouldn't have come up in here. Because that demon... That demon that's ripping these kids off, you and it finna leave each other. Because I'm going to touch you. And heaven going to bless you. You finna be touched by a man that's got the true love in him, boy. God's going to set you free. And if I have to give you money the rest of my life, you ain't walking them streets no more. And if I have to clothe these babies my, myself the rest of my life, I don't care. 
I consider it my job and my honor. I reckon that's what Jesus would have done. He would have probably left off a few adjectives, though. (laughs) Jesus. But see, I just, that's just the way I talk. Confrontation is the best way to stir up devils. Spook them out, smoke them out, get them out. Then you can shoot them with the Holy Ghost. I reached and grabbed that lady. Oh, I didn't like that perfume she had. The Holy Ghost hit that lady full prostitute garb. And when she came to, she was fully sober, got born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah! Jesus. 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 I went and found me a Christian that had a business and made him hire. Got him a new apartment, moved him out of that place they was in so they couldn't be found, and they're doing great. Holy Ghost. Jesus. <laughs> Holy Ghost. See, all right, I'm quitting. Y'all put your Bibles up. I'm going to not look at this stuff no more. I gotta quit. Jesus. Because I was up early this morning praying a long time, rode my bicycle in y'all's mountains, and boy, it was hard on me. 22 miles. Did good. So I'm getting tired a little bit now. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Gotta stay in shape for the mountains, the big ones. Brother Ken, you up here somewhere? Oh, okay. I need something about the blood of Jesus. Oh, and a old song, slow one. You do that? All right. Jesus. Miss Diana? Is that your name? See there? You have to ask. So what we're going to do. We're going to give place to the fire of God. That's what we're going to do. Jesus. Jesus, Holy Ghost. See, I was just down in Brazil also. (laughs) I get to go everywhere. I was on the great Amazon River. We was up in this place, and I didn't know anybody. That's my advantage, just like it is tonight. Jesus. Call down the fire of God on these people. There's hundreds of them. There wasn't enough room, so we stood around the place and made room. There were four or five people deep. Then there was, God was hitting people, knocking them out into the jungle. Boom. Boom. There was this good-looking couple standing there. I prayed for them. Boom! They flew through the air. Standing right beside them was another one. It was pretty, too. Prayed for them. Boom! They flew out into the, into the sand also. I was having so much fun watching them roll around the sand. The one was the governor, the other one was the congressman. Jesus. Jesus. I didn't know it. Wasn't my fault they flew anyway. I didn't hear them. Jesus. Jesus. 
God's letting me get around the world's elite now. And fire of God takes no prisoners. Jesus. Would you sing some, my brother, please? Brother Ken, please. There you go. Is that got water? Sing along a minute. The blood that gives me strength from day. Let's slow it down softly. Soft, 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 soft. 